0: All right, Hour 2, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN is our toll-free telephone number. We have spoken at length about prior to the 2020 election, the New York Post comes up with an exclusive, and we have since confirmed, corroborated, all of this was true, about Hunter Biden's laptop, and then the mob and the media, the mob and big tech, uh, basically would, wouldn't allow the story to even get out there. Now it's fully confirmed. Oops, sorry. What did I say? All during the campaign. It's Joe Biden's candidate protection program by the media mob and by big tech. They did an incredible disservice to the country. Miranda Devine has come out with a terrific new book, Laptop from Hell, about zero experience. Hunter his foreign business dealings are far more extensive than we even thought and and knew up to this point. Uh, And Joe's involvement is much greater than anybody knew. You might remember Joe Biden many occasions saying, oh, no, I, I don't know anything about Hunter Biden's uh, uh, foreign business dealings. I've never talked to him about it. Not once. How many times have you ever
1: spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period and what i will do is the same thing we did in our administration There will be an absolute wall between personal and private uh and 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 the government
2: do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business yes i I stand
1: by that statement do you think it was wrong for him to take that position knowing that it was really because that company wanted access to you well that's not true you're saying things you do not know what you're talking about no one said that who said that
0: well, that was a lie. Tony Bobolinsky, it's chronicled all throughout the book, actually sat in meetings, two specific meetings with Joe Biden present as they were talking about dealing with this Chinese energy uh, company. Uh, Bobolinsky revealed that Joe Biden knew all about Hunter Biden's business dealings, and he details one of the hour-long meetings that he had with Joe. Let me play that.
3: Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. I have also heard that Vice President Biden said on Tuesday that Senator Ron Johnson, the chair of the Senate Homeland Security Committee, should be ashamed for suggesting that Biden family sought to profit from their name. Well, here are the facts I know. And everything I'm saying is corroborated by emails WhatsApp chats, agreements, documents, and other evidence. On May 2nd, 2017, the night before Joe Biden was to appear at the Milken Conference, I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. At at my approximately hour-long meeting with Joe, that night, we discussed the Biden's history, the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level.
0: Now, Miranda confirms all of this in her new book, *The Laptop from Hell*. And joining us now is Miranda Devine, a New York Post columnist, now the author of what is destined to be a top bestseller, *Laptop from Hell*. Uh, so he sat in the meetings and he lied to the American people and he got away with it. And then when you when when the when Emma, Joe, Morris, and others at the New York Post. First broke this story before the election. There was a total blackout from the media mob and the big tech mob, Miranda.
4: It was incredible. And, look, I think as with uh, Watergate and uh, all these situations, it's the cover-up that gets you in the end. And uh, you've just played... Uh, one of the most egregious lies in this entire affair from Joe Biden claiming um, repeatedly during the campaign um, to the American people a complete untruth, which is that he pretended he knew nothing about his son Hunter Biden's uh, overseas business dealings, when in fact he knew everything about them. He uh, met with Hunter's overseas business partners multiple times. Uh, he met you know, Mexicans and Ukrainians and Russians and Chinese and Kazakhstanis and he met them in Beijing. He met them at his own home. He invited them to his own home and took photos uh, in, in uh, the vice presidential residence at the Naval Observatory in Washington. He also met them at a dinner at Cafe Milano in Georgetown that Hunter had organized uh, for his overseas business associates from Ukraine, uh, from Russia, and from Kazakhstan. So for Joe Biden to continue to feign ignorance just is beyond belief. And you played Tony Bobulinski. Um, He is really the unsung hero in all of this. Um, He really put his neck on, on the line. And he did that because he is a patriot. He is a naval veteran from a long line of naval veterans, and uh, he's also, you know, a, a businessman very successful in his own right, which was why he was brought in to this sordid uh, Biden family business to try and regularize their joint venture with um, a company uh, called CEFC, which ostensibly was a Chinese energy company. What it really was was the capitalist arm um, of the communist parties. Belt and Road Initiative, which is their way of uh, colonizing the world. It's their imperial outreach by President Xi to uh, take over the world. And that's um, uh, something that for the last two years of Joe Biden's vice presidency, his family and their partners were working for the Chinese Communist Party in many parts of the world where they were trying to expand China's influence in this Belt and Road Initiative. And uh, there's a scene in the book where um, Hunter uh, is um, banging a a table in a restaurant in New York and angrily shouting at uh, Director Zhang, who was the the second in charge of this company, CEFC, and saying, you owe my family $20 million for the work that we've done you for the past two years. Um, and uh, it you know, Tony Bobulinski just told you about that meeting at the Beverly Hilton on um, May 2, 2017. Now, much has been made about um, the fact that Joe Biden was out of office uh, by that stage, um, and he was no longer vice president, and so his supporters and um, the, the people who uh, carry water for him in the media um, are saying, oh, well, he was a private citizen, he could do whatever Ed, he wanted. Did he liked.
0: register with, as a foreign agent with Farrah and comply? Well, but apart from that,
4: what Tony Bobulinski has told and what's evident in the laptop and in the, the trove of material that Tony Bobulinski has given, well, has given us, which is part of this jigsaw puzzle, um, is that for two years, while Joe Biden was vice president, his family, with his knowledge, was working for the Chinese Communist Party in various countries overseas. So they were already doing work. The cash wasn't going to come until after Joe Biden left office because that was part of that plausible deniability that Jim Biden, Joe's brother, told Tony Bobulinski about when Bobulinski said to him after that meeting with Joe, "Um, aren't you worried? Isn't your family worried that this is going to come back and bite you, that this is going to damage any future presidential prospects?
0: Plausible deniability.
4: Plausible deniability is what Jim Biden said very knowingly, you know, and we know that's a sort of term of art coined by the CIA during the Kennedy administration. And it just describes a way of keeping the president sort of um, away from the details of an unsavory activity so that he can plausibly deny that he doesn't know anything. Um, but, uh, you know, that what Bobolinsky understood that Uncle Jim meant by that was that Joe Biden knew exactly what his family was doing in his name, and that's proven by his multiple meetings with all these various business partners. But he was insulated from the dirty details. And uh, in fact, Jim and Hunter Biden both instructed Tony Bobulinski um, the night before the meeting to keep his talk with joe biden at a high level meaning don't go into details um and i mean tony bobulinski met joe biden twice and the reason he met him was because joe biden was vetting bobulinski for this very crucial role as the ceo of this new uh, company which was a joint venture between the bidens uh, and the cfc company
0: Quick break. More with Miranda Devine on her blockbuster book. It is the laptop from hell about Hunter Biden. Uh, we'll get to uh, more with Miranda coming up straight ahead, and then we'll check in with our pollsters and your calls coming up. 941 Sean. It does not specifically talk about your laptop.
2: Yeah. Was that your laptop? For real, I don't know. I know, but, but you know that. Is, is I a, really don't know if okay. the answer
1: is. That's you don't know, yes or no, if the laptop I don't have was any yours. idea. I have no idea. So it could
2: have been yours?
1: Of course, certainly. It, 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 there could be a laptop out there that was stolen from me. It could be that I was hacked. It could be that, was the, that it was Russian intelligence.
0: It could be that it was stolen from me.
2: And you, know, you didn't drop off a laptop to no. be repaired no. in no. Delaware?
1: Not no. that
0: I remember at all. At all. So... We'll see. All right. More with Miranda Devine, a brand new book just out. Hannity dot com, bookstores everywhere. It's called The Laptop from Hell. Let me let me in a back doorway ask you about Joe Biden's foreign policy decisions, ignoring, you know, the aggressive maneuvers of China against Taiwan and And fighter jets flying over Taiwan airspace. And then we got Putin now uh, building up an army on the Ukrainian border again, reminiscent of Crimea. Um, Let me ask you this question. The Libyans came out with a Hunter Biden dossier, and they knew everything about Hunter. They knew Hunter was a drug addict. They knew that Hunter uh, apparently frequented prostitutes, hookers, whatever you want to call them. Um, There's a lot of this on the laptop there's the pictures of of hunters asleep with a crack pipe in his mouth for example uh this pornography him with numerous women in bed together is that all correct and now, my, mm-hmm. um if the Libyans had a dossier that had Hunter Biden completely compromised and Hunter's doing business with these countries I've got to believe they've got compromising materials on the Biden family to quote the great Adam Schiff, and my question is, you know, is it a fair question based on the discovery of all of these connections financially with hostile regimes like China and Russia? Is that a plausible reason why Joe won't stand up to Putin with the troop buildup near Ukraine? Is it possible why he's not taking charge over and defending Taiwan against hostile Chinese aggression and talk of reunification?
4: Well, you just, you have to uh, just accept the fact that that is a genuine possibility. And um, I I think we'd be crazy not to encompass that and understand that because um, Joe Biden, by his actions, um, has, has just obviously is not respected by uh, President Xi. I mean, he he used to talk at great length about what great friends they were and how many hours they'd spent together and that he'd spent more time with President Xi than anybody else and that they were old friends. I mean, recently he's
0: changed. Uh, by the, the way, any American that goes to China, they're being spied on every second they're there. Is that a fairly... Oh.
4: Absolutely. I mean, if you take a device there, expect that it's going to be hacked and you're going to be spied on. Um, but Joe Biden, very early in his Senate career, was uh, groomed by the Chinese. I mean, he was one of the first senators brought to China and duchess to the equivalent of sort of the Martha's Vineyard or the Nantucket of China uh, by high-ranking CCP officials. And in fact, he, when he came back to America, he was um, just... Uh, like teased and mocked mercilessly by the weekly standard because he was so incredibly sycophantic about China. And um, he also, you know, using... He had a a lot of power and influence with his committee chairmanships in the Senate. And uh, when China wanted to join the World Trade Organization... Joe Biden was instrumental in convincing wavering senators on his own side. This was during the Clinton administration to uh, ensure that China did join the World Trade Organization, and of course, that was the death knell for American manufacturing. That really was the watershed uh, that that led to the hollowing out of the heartland of America and the loss of jobs and the great tragedy that has befallen America and uh, loss of. Uh, you know, money and prestige and China uh, rising. So um, Joe Biden has been uh, in the tank for China for many decades. And now we have this situation where his family has received tens of millions of dollars, uh, at least, I mean, that we can account for uh, from the Chinese uh, Communist Party and Uh, Also, where Hunter Biden had 10% or still has, uh, as far as we can see, it's on on the Chinese stock market. Um, His company, Scenadolese, has 10% still of this Chinese investment fund that uh, the documents on the laptop showed in 2019 had $2.5 billion worth of funds under management. And so when you look at Joe Biden now, he's had four meetings since he's been president uh, virtually with President Xi. The most recent one went for hours and Within hours of that meeting, um, President Xi had sent warplanes over Taiwan. I mean, that shows how little respect he has for Joe Biden. And not only that, in those four meetings, the president has not mentioned Wuhan
0: once. Well, I'm going to have to run, but I want everybody to get a copy of this book, because we're only touching the surface in terms of the what's on this laptop, and, and a terrific deep dive by Miranda Devine called The Laptop from Hell, and we really appreciate you uh, working so hard on it and sharing it with our audience, Miranda. It's been a long time and coming. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sean. Bye. Five now till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. Our number, you want to be a part of this extravaganza. You know, it's amazing. We're going to get we're going to get to some poll numbers here in a minute. Forty five percent of American families say they're experiencing financial hardship due to the Biden inflation crisis. Oh, no. Oh, it's the tragedy of the treadmill. Uh Saki. Oh, you you may go shopping before Halloween if you want to get your kids not disappoint your kids over Christmas. You know, we have disastrous job numbers and Biden is out there saying what a dramatic improvement. Uh, no, two hundred and ten thousand jobs is an unmitigated disaster in light of where the economy should be. And as his job growth collapses, Canada's announcing stellar job growth. Just as a comparison, the Labor Department issues another disastrous report as Biden claims that we're in the best economy ever. No, we're not. You know, and, and it's getting so insulting on, on almost a daily basis. Now, every every single person that fills up a car you know what you're paying a buck 50 more a gallon, 20, 25, 30 bucks more every time you fill up. You know it's costing you a fortune more to heat your home this winter. You know every product you buy in every store you're paying more for cuz it costs more to get it there. These are, you know, I don't care if it's Afghanistan, the border, the COVID disaster, three vaccines and monoclonal antibodies and and Joe still can't get it. Uh, right, Um And then, of course, then we've got the economy, inflation, the high cost of energy, eliminating energy independence. But Joe Biden downplays, oh, there's not empty shelves. Go back, look at the shelves again. I've seen the empty shelves. What do you think? These TV stations are are emptying the shelves and, and putting up false pictures? It's unreal. Listen.
1: I convened a group of CEOs from some of the largest retailers and grocery stores, as well as leading companies that works with small businesses across the country. And they reported that their investments are up, shelves are well-stocked, and they're ready to meet consumer demand for the holidays. <clears throat> I said that yesterday, and then I saw a couple of your stations put on, you found some empty shelves. <laughs> they're old empty shelves, but it doesn't matter. But we back and take a look at some of those shelves again, okay? But the, the, the point is that the vast majority of the shelves are filled, and the CEOs of not only the the, the, the suppliers, but it's the CEOs of UPS and FedEx, which are on track to deliver more packages than ever, are saying the same thing. So we're heading into holiday season in strong shape.
0: By the way, I'm not a doctor. That's Joe Biden. Did it sound like Joe Biden? Didn't sound like Joe Biden to me. Um, I've also been somebody that has been out on the road and when I'm out, you know, on a, when I've been out on book tours, for example, what usually happens is your vocal cords get inflamed. When your vocal cords get inflamed, now singers do this. You might not know it if they have multiple dates back to back to back. Usually a strong anti-inflammatory that that reduces the inflammation in your vocal cords is something called prednisone. It's the worst medicine ever. You get hungry, you get bloated, you, you just get flush in the face, you can't sleep. I know because sometimes I'd have to do radio three hours, TV an hour, hour and a half speech, three hour book signing, fly to another city and do the whole thing the next five days. And sometimes I, t- to help my vocal cords, I'd use it. That does not sound like a cold to me. I'm not playing doctor. I'm not making accusations. It sounds more to me like some type of medicine. But what do I know? I'm just a dopey talk show host. Uh, Anyway, there are now we have the Trafalgar group out with their latest approval rating on. uh, But anyway, the latest survey Trafalgar uh, has Joe Biden at a 36 percent approval rating. That's it. Only 18 percent strongly approve only. And another 18 percent, you know, approve, but not not enthusiastically There's 52% strongly disapproving, another 7% that disapprove. I mean, it is an unmitigated disaster for any politician. Now, the fourth poll to have in the mid-30s in terms of an approval rating, and, you know, for example, if you look at Kamala Harris, she's even worse at 28%. Anyway, we welcome back our pollsters. uh, Robert Cahales with Trafalgar. Uh, Matt Tower is uh, back with us as well. Matt, uh, of course, with Insider Advantage, his poll numbers are showing exactly the same thing as Robert's. Uh, Robert, how do you interpret this latest survey? And you've also, I guess, uh, have been polling out Nevada, and uh, apparently some good news is out there and available as it relates to Laxalt's run for the Senate.
5: Yes, uh, Sean, it is amazing uh this this uh, poll was uh, conducted on the the nationwide an approval happened right after the uh omicron variant stuff started on the friday i think this was that saturday sunday and monday and so it it reflects people's kind of you know this is the guy who was going to fix everything and uh, more trouble coming with covid and the in nevada uh laxalt actually has a, has a little lead at uh, 44.1 to 40.9 um, versus the incumbent and uh with an undecided of only 15 and uh that's that's pretty significant to have that type of lead this early but uh nevada's trending very strongly uh, the uh, uh president trump would beat either harris or um or biden uh, by about 10 points uh, right now in nevada
0: i'm looking at the senate races matt tower you got florida you got georgia herschel walker who i like a lot uh, you got North Carolina. That is yet to be determined. Uh, then we got, I know Tim Scott will do well in South Carolina. We don't know who's running in New Hampshire. I, I think the president of the Senate is the alert, leading emerging candidate. Now that Governor Sununu said no, I'm hoping Ron Johnson runs again in Wisconsin. Uh, then we have Ohio, Pennsylvania, where Dr. Oz announced he's running. Um, and he's got a very high name recognition rate. I saw some polls on him, 94%, a very high number of of women that love Dr. Oz. I guess they've been watching him on TV for years. Um, and then this Nevada poll and then we got Arizona. I happen to like Brnovich, the Attorney General. Matt, your thoughts on this bellwether Senate year that's coming up and well, we'll be voting in less than a year.
2: Well, it's looking better and better for the Republicans. Um, I was very impressed with Dr. Oz and the interview you had with him the other night. He is ready to run, very up to, to speed on his Talking points and was very impressive i think he's going to be a very strong candidate in pennsylvania herschel's going to be a strong candidate in in uh, georgia Uh, i i think the republicans have a great opportunity uh, right now i do want to say one quick thing about the polling that robert had i want to give robert a true compliment i've said on this uh, show many times that i thought that biden's real approval rating was somewhere in the uh, upper 30s like 38 or so and robert nailed it but but here's what I found today. I looked at the polling that we see from the – I'll call them the drive-by pollsters. And those drive-by pollsters – uh, who are the are the usual culprits, uh, now are trying to have Biden back up, you know, where he's only six points down, four points down. That is humanly impossible right now. It is impossible for Joe Biden to, be, to have just a 4% difference between his approval and his disapproval rating. So Robert has nailed it, and I don't know what's going on with the rest of the polling universe, but you can't pay any attention to it.
0: So as we look at these numbers coming in, there's not a single policy that I can name or identify that is working joe and kamala harris and you know at the end of the day robert kahali now now joe has doubled down on his new green deal build back better you know redistribution marxism uh radicalism and now he's doubled down on blaming the energy companies and begging opec as an energy policy when all he would have to do is ask texas and reinstate the policies that that made us energy independent under Donald Trump, and I don't see any indication he'd ever do that.
5: You'd think at some point he would start to to worry about whether he he was doing a good job and people perceived him as doing a good job. Uh, it, it seems scary that he, he doesn't. Literally, the guy could have just gone to Camp David, done nothing, and left all the other policies in place and be at like 60% approval right now. So. Maybe he doesn't care whether he has approval, or maybe he gives approval from a few Washington elite, including some of the Washington Grouper or pollsters that keep putting this trash out there that show, show this approval rating anywhere close to even, because it's just not.
0: Listen, Matt Tauri, as I look at this, the only possible answer, if the Joe Biden wanted to dig himself out of this hole he's in, he'd have to change course. He's not going to change course. He's, he's been a disaster on COVID, a disaster on the economy, a disaster on energy, on the borders, on uh, foreign policy. I can't think of a single thing that he's done well. And I see that, you know, even Joe Manchin now has teamed up with Republicans to fight the vaccine mandate. That's a that's a big loss for them. And I bet once the CBO scores this build back better new Green Deal socialism madness, probably Joe Manchin is going to be a no on that also.
2: Well, we have a new theme uh, that that is emerging, and you're going to hear it, and, and the pollsters uh, advise their candidates correctly. They're going to use it over and over again. The concept is liberty. Now, sometimes that sounds trite, and sometimes it's like we're harkening back to colonial days and the like. But in, in, in reality, the revolution. But the truth is, liberty is what Americans are yearning for right now. That's why you see Joe Manchin moving over to oppose these mandates. That's why you see these camp- these, these um, polls in these states going against the Democrats so strongly because they played, they overplayed their hand. With with the power of government in the last year to the point that Americans now are yearning for liberty, and and let me tell you, Sean, it's getting down to the millennials now. It's getting into African-American voters. It's getting into Hispanics. This is a change that if the Republicans play it right, they're going to have an opportunity to reset the clock and get this thing turned around. Uh, in this next
0: election cycle. Oh, I don't see how. Quick break. We'll come right back. 800 941 Sean Our number more with our pollsters, Matt Towery and Robert Cahaley. And then we'll get to your calls coming up final hour today on this busy News Friday. And as we continue with our pollsters, Matt Towery and Robert Cahaley. Now, you see a lot of Democrats in the House. They, they see the handwritings on the wall. I think we're now up to 19 or 20 Democrats in the House. They don't want any part of the, the, the disaster that will become... An electoral, you know, tsunami next year. Um, the only issue that I could see outstanding that I, I believe the Democrats would would demagogue as they do every year. They only have one playbook. Would be this abortion decision. Um, and for example, if the court would overrule Roe, which is bad law, which bestowed a right that it is not within the Constitution, that would be the legal argument, but on the other hand, if they change the viability weeks from 23 to 15, I'm sure that, you know, the, the Democrats would try to make that the entire campaign. Would it work, Robert Cahaley?
5: You know, it, it would certainly, I mean, in some ways, this this is a good, a, a good development for the pro-life community with very bad timing. Uh, I would much rather see a ruling like this happen when the Republicans had at least one chamber of Congress so they could block uh, what could result in a packing of the court. And that's my fear there, is, is they would use it to motivate a, a great deal of uh, opposition and uh, try to push through a court packing scheme. Uh, it, but uh, it, it, it is something they w- they will attempt to demagogue. And both sides care very, you know, are very passionate about this issue, so I mean, it, it it is it is a possible thing that could derail what's happening, uh, and because these all around what what Matt was talking about is really important that you know these millennials and stuff have always been so pro government when it came to everything else. All of a sudden, when government started telling them to wear masks and vaccinate and to you know do all the stuff for diseases they weren't worried about, they started to, to feel that the oppressive hand of government. They didn't like it very much. And so we'd have to keep the debate on abortion the same in the same perspective of this is representing liberty and and protection of life at at all stages.
0: Yeah, your take on it, Matt Towery?
2: Well, let me put my lawyer's hat on for a minute because
0: uh, I am one still,
2: um, Robert,
0: I no, no, I'm so, Robert. I'm Dick sorry to he, I'm sorry to hear that, but go ahead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's all right, Handy. It comes in handy every once in a while. But 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 the truth being, Robert is completely right, uh, correct politically. What I found interesting in the oral arguments the other day before the Supreme Court is that the the proponents of Roe v. Wade, of preserving Roe v. Wade, were asked by um, the court what principle they're relying on now. Now, it used to be privacy. Remember, that was sort of invented by the whole office being the reason why Roe Roe was actually instituted in the first place. Now they say it's, quote, liberty. Isn't that amazing? They're using the very issue that I told you the Republicans can run on and win, and they're trying to use that as an argument before the Supreme Court as to why you preserve Roe v. Wade.
0: Well, is that liberty going to extend to vaccine mandates? Is that liberty well, going to extend, <laughs> right? I mean, now we can turn it around on them. That's the question. It's li- No, question. it's it's only liberty when convenient.
2: Exactly. And Justice Thomas was really, without getting into, he didn't bring in the current,
0: at because you don't want
2: to do that as the court, very clearly he was putting them on the spot. What is it that you're going to rely on this time? Because things have changed so much. And and by the way, that privacy concept, that's pretty much gone away because nobody has any privacy anymore, right? That's gone in the country.
0: uh, I thought Thomas's questioning was genius. It was just brilliant. Brilliant. Um, Absolutely brilliant. uh, Anyway, well, uh, A lot of time between now and the midterms we will have you guys on often. We're going to watch these poll numbers. I don't see a way out, but events could possibly change, you know, change the the polling numbers in Biden's favor. But at this point in time, the policies aren't going to cut it for him. Matt Towery and Robert Cahaley Trafalgar. Thank you. Uh, Insider Advantage is Matt's group. 800-941-SHAWN. You want to be a part of the program?